Would you stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking at the book of Ecclesiastes chapter number 4 and we're going to read verses 9 through 12. Reading from the New Living Translation this morning. Solomon, the wisdom writer, writes and he says two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily Broken. Father, I thank you once again today for your incredible, your infallible, your life-altering and life-changing word. God, once again, I rely totally today upon the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Father, give us the words that you'd have us to share to your people today. God, I pray, Lord, for each one here this morning, open our hearts, Father, that we may receive your word. God, not only receive your word, but God, may we may put your word into practice. We may apply what we receive today. All of these things we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. Lord. And you may be reseated this morning. Well, we are currently in a series I'm calling Better Together. Say better together. Solomon said that life is better when people share it with other people. God himself said, it is not good for man to be alone. At the Grace Place, we believe that there are too many spectators and not enough participators. See, for the church to be effective, it must be about much, much more than just having services on Sunday and teaching classes on Wednesday. It must be about changing lives. Oh, I understand that lives are changed on Sunday mornings and lives are changed on Wednesday nights by correct and consistent and convicting teaching and preaching and through powerful spirit-anointed worship. I, I understand that. But this is only part of what it takes to make a church truly effective. The Bible is very clear that Christians need one another. They need one another in order to really be the church that God ordained the church to be. The Bible says that iron, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. The Bible says to bear one another's burdens. The Bible says to weep with those who weep and to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Now, last Sunday we established, and we established it through Scripture, that God has always placed his people in groups. God has always had a system in place, taking the crowd and dividing it into smaller groups in order that every person gets personal attention. This is what we are endeavoring to do at the Grace Place. At this point in time, uh, we have approximately 800 people who attend our church. Some come every Sunday, some come sporadically, but, but, but uh, approximately 800, 800 people say that this is their church. 
Well, well, no one man can give personal attention to 800 people. Now, he can address them as a congregation. He can preach and he can teach to them publicly. But, but people don't just need public ministry. They also need private ministry. They don't just need information. They don't just need inspiration. But they also need relationship. And because of this, we are promoting what we call C-groups. Now, C-groups are small groups of people, usually between five and seven family units, around 15 to 20 people will make up a typical C-group. Now, each group has a leader, but everyone in the group is encouraged to help take care of everyone in the group. We don't want all the responsibility to fall upon the shoulders of the leader. And in our former groups, I think that was a flaw uh, in, in, in our groups, and we realized that we are putting too much burden on one person. So even though every C group will have a leader, we are calling upon everyone in the C group to pull together, to pitch in, and to help take care of one another. Each group should take care of one another, even as a family will take care of each other. Now, these C groups are designed for a dual purpose, and these purposes are caring and community. What is C groups all about? C groups are all about caring and community. Now, if you were not here this past Sunday, I I urge you to go to our website and I encourage you to listen to last Sunday's sermon. Because last Sunday, we talked about the purpose of caring, of caring. See, the vehicle that we use to care for our people at the Grace Place is C-groups. And so this is one of the reasons why it is so important to be in a C-group. You know, sometimes people come to a church and they leave after a while saying, no one seemed to care about me. Well, at the Grace Place, we care so much about you that we are developing an entire ministry to make sure you are cared for. Now, is this ministry perfect? Absolutely not. Do we drop the ball sometimes? Absolutely. Do we have it all figured out? No way. We are constantly learning and tweaking our methods. It is a work in progress. But our heart is fixed on caring for all of our people. Well, today we're going to focus on the other purpose of C groups, and that is community. Community. Last Sunday we talked about caring. This week we're going to talk about Community. Now, understand that community is the new word for fellowship. So when I talk about community, I'm not going to talk about the people surrounding our church. I'm talking about fellowship. Community is the new word for fellowship. Now, in the book of Acts, chapter 2 and verse number 42, it says that the main purposes of the early church were teaching, fellowship, communion, and prayer. I believe that the book of Acts is the template. I believe the book of Acts is the pattern of the the, the early church, the book of Acts church. I believe that is the pattern for the church today. And so we want to get as close to the early church method and model as we possibly can. Notice also in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 46, the Bible says, talking about the early church, it says they met in the temple and from house to house. 
So the early church met publicly at church, but they also met privately in homes. See, see, it's not either or, it's both. It's both. And, and it seems like that so many in the church today err on one side or the other. There are some that, you know, they don't think you need the church. They don't think that you need to come to the house of God. They don't think that you need to go to church. They think it's all about, about homes and all about doing things together at home. And then there's others that it's all about the church and it's all about the service and it's all about the celebration. Listen, listen, the Bible says in Acts four, 2 and 46 that the early church met in the temple and from house to house. See, it's not Either or, it's both. Both. We need public worship, but we also need private relationships. At the Grace Place, we are working extremely hard to make this happen. One of my favorite sayings is, a God idea will work. A good idea will work you. C group. C-Groups is a God idea. It's not a grace place idea. Uh, It's not some, you know, the latest and the greatest, you know, book that has been written or whatever, even though all that's happening. But C-Groups is a God idea. Caring and community are God ideas. Scripture is clear. God is into both caring and community. At the Grace Place, we are trying to follow the pattern of Scripture as we understand it. You see, only when we do things God's way are we guaranteed success. I learned a long time ago, and I do my best to keep us on on track, and that is to do things God's way. I don't seek the will of the Lord by getting on the Internet and seeing what the latest and the greatest is. Although many people do that today, that's not my method. That's not what I do. But I get on my face before God and I cry out to God and I ask God to speak to me and I ask God to give me God ideas. Almost every single day I cry out to God concerning our staff and I pray they don't get good ideas. I pray they get God ideas. Let me tell you, people come to us all the time with good ideas. You know, this church is doing this and this one's doing that and that one. Those are good ideas and they're good ideas. But I don't want a good idea. I don't want a God idea because a God idea will work. A good idea is just going to work me. C-groups are God ideas. I learned it a long time ago when we do things, only when we do things God's way are we guaranteed success. Well, today we are focusing on community. Let's, Let's look at some of the benefits, some of the benefits of community or the benefits of fellowship. The first one is connection. One of the benefits of community is connection. Mark chapter 3 verse 13 and 14, the Bible says that Jesus went up on a mountainside and the Bible says that Jesus called to him those who he wanted and they came to him. And then the Bible says that he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. I want you to notice these phrases. It says that he called to him Jesus called to him those who he wanted. And then the next phrase I want you to notice is, and that is, that they might be with him. He called to them those that he wanted, and the reason he called them to him is that they might be with him. Jesus, listen, listen, understand this. Jesus spent more time in private ministry than he did in public ministry. Read the Gospels. 
If you'll read the Gospels, you'll discover that Jesus would actually leave public ministry to go do private ministry. Well, both public and private ministry are equally important. Here's the, but here's the good part. The good part is, and that is, that people who don't do public ministry can still have private ministry. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that all? That people that don't, that don't do public ministry can still have private ministry. See, not everyone is gifted for the spotlight. But everyone is gifted for some type of ministry. Somewhere along the line, we, we, we made it, you know, only the preachers and the singers have ministry. Listen, listen. I want to tell you that there's much more ministry to be done than just preaching and singing. And everyone is gifted for some type of ministry. It may not be public ministry, but there is a private ministry. There is something that God has equipped you to do that you can do behind the scenes, that you can do in private, that you can do in a small setting that you could not, maybe you're not equipped to do in a public setting. Now understand, Jesus was both human and divine. How many understand that? Jesus wasn't half man and half God. Jesus was 100% man and he was 100% God. And because Jesus was 100% man, not just 100% God, in his humanity, even Jesus needed community. And of course, he developed community with 12 men in order to be an example to us on how we need to do ministry. If you want to know how to do ministry, then you need to study the, minis- study the ministry of the greatest minister ever, and that is the minister of Jesus Christ. And notice that Jesus, not only did he have a public ministry, not only did he have a public following, but he also did private ministry. He didn't just preach to the masses. He didn't just preach to the crowds. But he also ministered one-on-one. And he also ministered effectively, most of all, to the 12 people, the 12 men that he chose to be with him. Jesus literally drew thousands to his public ministry. But Jesus knew that he could could not personally connect with thousands. And so he developed his own C-group. Out of the crowd, out of the multitude, out of the crowd, Jesus picked 12 men to connect with. 12 men to do life with. 12 men to pour his life into. 12 men to share ministry with. At the Grace Place, we know that you, there's no way that you can connect with 800 people. You cannot connect with the crowd. And this is the problem with most people who come and go from church to church. And there's a lot of that going on, that they go from this church to that church to another church. They come in, they like what they see, they love the preaching, they love the worship, but they leave because they say, we just didn't connect with anyone. Wasn't anything wrong, wasn't anything wrong with the program, wasn't anything wrong with the preaching, wasn't anything wrong with the singing, nothing wrong with the worship, but we just didn't connect with anyone. And because we didn't connect with anyone, then we moved on. We're just trying to connect. Hear me this morning, you can't connect with the crowd. You cannot connect with the crowd. And if you left some other church because you didn't connect and you're over here this morning trying to connect, let me just tell you, you're not going to connect here either if you're trying to connect with the crowd. You cannot connect with the crowd. You cannot connect in public, only in private. To get connected, you must get in a smaller group. You must, you must uh, 
You celebrate in public, you connect in private. And we make it easy on you, we make it easy for you to do. It's called secrets. I want us to notice two things about connection this morning. First of all, I want us to notice that Jesus picked who he wanted in his group. Verse 13 says, Jesus called to him those who he wanted. Now, it wasn't that Jesus played favorites. He came for everyone, but he knew it was logistically impossible for him to disciple thousands, and so he handpicked 12 men to disciple. At the Grace Place, we allow people to choose their C group, and we allow C group leaders to recruit members. See, we learn through trial and error. See, this isn't our first rodeo. It's not our first attempt. And we learn through trial and error that it works much, much better when you allow people the opportunity to choose their C group and you allow leaders to be able to go and find people they want in their C group. Notice the second thing here, and that is Jesus had a plan for what he wanted his C group to do. Verse 14, the Bible says that Jesus appointed the 12. Well, what did he appoint them to? What, what, he appointed them for what? He appointed them to do what? Two things. Two things. If you'll read the scripture, you'll find that he, he called them and he appointed the 12. Number one, that they might be with him. That they might be with him. He was, develop, he was, he was creating a, a, a community. Fellowship. He called them that they might be with him. Community. And then the second, the second thing that he appointed them to, and that is that, they, that he might send them out to preach. Or in other words, to do ministry. So what was the purpose for Jesus' secret? Why did he call 12 disciples? Why did he pick from the crowd 12 men? He, he did it, first of all, for community. He did it so that he could fellowship. He did it so he could have someone uh, close to him, someone that, that, that he could walk with and he could talk with. They could walk with him and talk with him. He, he, he did it that they might be with him. He did it for community also and that, they might, that he might send them out after they have community and after he taught them and ministered to them, he might send them out to preach or send them out to do ministry. Well, we want our C groups to do these two things as well. We want our C groups to have community. We want them to have fellowship. We want them to know somebody. We don't want them to walk in our doors and be overwhelmed by the crowd of people and not know anyone and feel isolated and feel alone. But no, if they're in a C group, there will be some from their C group that they will see every single Sunday. Hopefully they will see them every single Wednesday night when they show up as well. So we want you in a C group because we want you to have community. We want you to have fellowship. We want you to develop relationships. We want you to connect. But also we want you in a C group so that you can do ministry together. Do ministry together. Oh, oh, so you can care for one another. You can't care for everybody at the Grace Place, but you can care for the 20 people that are in your C group and the 20 people together caring for one another. We can make sure that everyone is getting personal, personal attention and personal care. How many is with me this morning? And also we want you to do outreach together. 
Amen. We want you to, as a, as a, as a C group, we want you to, you know, maybe to take on something on, in fall festival or, or, or some other uh, outreach or things that we do throughout the year or maybe something that you do your own. Maybe go serve in, you know, at the soup kitchen or something or, or whatever. There are things that you can, we want you to serve together. We want you to have ministry together. We're talking about the benefits of community. Yeah. And the first benefit is connection. And the second benefit of Community is compassion. Compassion. Paul writes in Galatians 6 and 2, carry each other's burdens. That's what C groups is all about. That is doing life together. Carrying each other's burdens. Romans 12 and 15 says to weep with those who are weeping. Well, you know, with 800 people, you don't know who's going through a struggle. You don't know who's going through a difficulty. You don't know who's shedding tears. But, but if you're in a group of 15 or 20, you know. Yeah. See, here's our hope, and that is to get everyone here connected in a C group so that everyone here can experience the compassion of their C group family. Let me say two things about compassion while I'm here this morning. And the first one is, and that is, no one should have to struggle alone. In Mark chapter 2, the story is recorded of a man that was paralyzed. Most of you know it. The bad news was this man was paralyzed. The bad news was this man couldn't walk. Bad news was he couldn't work. He couldn't take care of himself. The good news was he had four friends. The good news was he was a member of a C group. He was struggling, but he didn't have to struggle alone. His four friends took care of him. His four friends took him to where Jesus was so that Jesus could heal him. And even when the obstacles got large, they never quit on I don't know what your struggle is today, but no one should have to struggle alone. And the good news is this morning, if you are a part of a C group, you will not have to. You will not have to. Your brothers and your sisters in your group will help you carry the load. Here's something else that I know, and that is shared struggles become sustainable struggles. No doubt the paralyzed man in Mark chapter 2 would uh, have felt helpless and hopeless if he had been alone in his struggle. But no doubt he received constant encouragement from his four friends as they carried him to Jesus. I, in my mind's eye, and I begin to let my imagination begin to take over here, and I, I, can, just, I can just believe, I can just see, I, I, can just hear, I can just hear those four friends as they put him on a cot and they start taking him to where Jesus is. I can just hear these four friends telling this paralyzed man, I can just hear them saying to him, Every Everything's going to be all right. It's going to be all right, man. Man, when we get to when we get you to Jesus, Jesus is going to heal you, man. Ah, hey, I can just hear them say, "Hey, buddy, hey, buddy, this is your last day to be paralyzed." 
Hey, friend, things are about to turn around for you. All things have been pretty bad for you for a long, long time. But today is your day. Hang in there, friend. We're just about there, there, there. I think I see it. Yes, yes, that's the house. That's the house right there where Jesus is. We're just about there, friend. And when we get you to where Jesus is, he's going to heal you. This is your last day you're ever going to have to lay on this cot paralyzed. And the Bible says in Mark chapter 2 and verse number 5, when Jesus saw their faith, say their faith. Doesn't say Jesus saw his faith. It says that when Jesus saw their faith. Whose faith? Their faith. Who is there? All of them. I believe all five of them. Yes, this man and his four Friends, listen, listen to me this morning. Sometimes, sometimes we struggle to have faith for ourselves. Have you ever been there? Oh, you got faith for everybody else, man. You got faith for everything else in everybody else's life. But sometimes we struggle to have faith for ourselves. And when we struggle to have faith for ourselves, that's the time when we need some their faith. I, I believe that these, this man needed some their faith. He needed some their faith. He needed the faith of his four friends. And the faith of his four friends ignited his faith. Oh, and when Jesus saw their faith. Listen, listen, we need some their faith in our lives sometimes. Oh, and I believe that C groups will provide us some their faith. When I don't have any faith, I can look to my C group and I can use their faith. Oh, you're not getting it this morning. Amen. No one should have to struggle alone, and shared struggles become sustainable struggles. We're talking about the benefits of community right now. Why, why you should be in a C group. The first benefit is connection. The second benefit is compassion. And the third benefit of community is celebration. Celebration. Romans chapter 12 and verse 15, Paul writes, he said, rejoice with those who are rejoicing. I want to just briefly mention two things about celebration. And the first one is, victory is sweeter when you have some people to share it with. In Luke chapter 15, there's the story of the prodigal or the wayward son. You know the story, most of you, but I'll recap it. The, the father that had the two boys and the younger son decided he didn't want to be home anymore and he wanted to leave home. He wanted to go try his wings. And so he asked his father for his inheritance and he went out. He took his inheritance and went out and he wasted his living and, and left his father and his brother at home. You know that story. Luke 15, when the prodigal or the wayward son finally, but he finally comes home. He finally comes home. And when he finally comes home, the Bible says that his father throws him a party. I'd been looking for a switch, but the father looked for one to have a party. His father threw him a party. Why? Because he wanted somebody to share his joy with. He said everyone, to everyone around him, this my son was dead. Oh, he was as good as dead. I hadn't heard from him, didn't know where he was. Oh, I knew he was dead. This my son was dead, but he's alive again. Oh, he was lost, but now he's found. Oh, he said, let's have a party. Let there be music. Let there be dancing. Why? Why, he wanted someone to share his joy with. Verse 23, the father said, let's have a feast and let us celebrate. In a C group, you will have people to share your wins with. People who will help you celebrate in time of victory. 
Victory is sweeter when you have people to share it with. And people who have walked with you through your struggles should be allowed to share in your victory celebration. Back to the story of the prodigal or the wayward son in Luke chapter 15. Oh, oh in my mind, again, I'm allowing my imagination to, 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 to work a little bit, but in my mind, no doubt, the people around this father struggled with him as he mourned over the absence of his, of his son. Perhaps they saw a big change that happened as soon as this younger son left the father. There was a change. Oh, his countenance changed. He was, he was sad. He was upset. He was de- depressed. Oh, no doubt there were days he wouldn't even get out of bed. There were days he couldn't do his job. Ah, But no doubt the people around this father struggled with him as he mourned over the absence of his son. Perhaps he shared his heartache with those that were closest to him while his son was away. And because of that, because of that, when his son finally comes home, he includes these people in the celebration. Oh, what would be wonderful about C groups is, and that is when you're walking through your lowest valley, you'll have someone to cry with. You'll have someone to put your head on their shoulder. You'll have someone to weep with, someone that will weep with you. But when you come out on the other side victorious, you'll still have some people there, your C group members. Oh, they'll be there to rejoice with you. They'll be there to celebrate. And listen, if they were willing to walk with you through your sorrow, you need to make sure and include them in your celebration. Our desire at the Grace Place is that everyone will find community here. Community here. There was a day when our church was small. The lowest Sunday we had when as a pastor, me, and me, your pastor, was 82 people. With 82 people, I know everybody's name. I know their kids. Amen. I know where the, where the men work. Man, I know all, all about it. I know the cars they drive. I can tell you everything, man. I know because I pastored 75 to 125 people for the first 20 years of my ministry. And one man can do that for about 75 people. They can do it. But you can't do it with 800 people. But I want to tell you that the heart I have for 82 people I have for 800 people and because I know that I can no longer know every name I can no longer know every kid and who they belong to no longer do I know what car you drive no longer do I know where you live no longer can I do everything personally with you but because I love you and I care for you and because of my pastor's heart amen I want to make sure if I can't do it I'm going to empower somebody else and together we can do it we are better together Amen. Our desire at the grace place is that everyone finds community. Please understand this. It will never be found in the crowd. Community will never be found in the crowd. You won't find it if you only look for it in the public ministry of the grace place. You will only find community here if you look for it in our private ministry. One of those private ministries is, is, is C groups. True community can be found in C groups. And the benefits of C-groups are connection, compassion, and celebration. Amen. If I can have someone help me this morning. The takeaway of this message this morning is this. Let's do life together. Let's do life together because we are better together. We are better together. Amen. Father, I just pray that you will take your word this morning, God. God, your word this morning. Father, I really believe this is the direction for this church. God, I really believe this is biblical. I really believe this is something that we need. 
And God, I believe it's something that's going to be an incredible asset and blessing. It's a key. It's a piece of the puzzle. Not the only piece, not all the puzzle, but it is a very vital piece to the puzzle for this church to be effective and be everything you've called it to be. And God, I pray that you will help us today. God, help us to raise up, Lord, more uh, people who have a desire to be in C groups. Lord, help us to raise up people that have a desire to lead C groups. God, may we care and connect through these groups. Then we can come on Sunday morning and we can celebrate. We can come on Wednesday night and we can be discipled. Thank you for all you've called us to do.